How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, you're looking, uh, you're looking a little worn out. You had a rough day today. I'm rough looking college day I'm, today. A lot of, lot I'm, of, lot, I'm lot of classes today. If you're, if you're, if you're maybe watching the uh, recording right now, I don't know. I might not, might not let this one uh, get out there for the the people. Say, I'm looking a little red right now. I, you know, hit the beach. It was hit the it's almost beach. spring break. Um, yeah. So the so vibes jealous. are good today. Um, Some of us worked episode. all day. Look, I'm enjoying life right now. You're yeah, you should be really You're sitting are. there, uh, you know, working. I'm back here. I'm with Paulo Bancaro, Paulo Bancaro, the goat. Uh, he's behind me. Um, and it's Has just, he done anything? It was a good day, and I felt like yeah. putting a Paulo Bancaro jersey back there. Like, Fair. That's just, you know, I also how, see the Rangers jersey back there, and we're losing 2-1 at the taping of this to the Montreal effing Canadians with a bunch of no-name yeah, I mean, minor leaguers. I, you know, I don't know what's up with them. Yeah, I really don't. I don't know what's up with the, the the magic either. I mean, we had high hopes for them, but they're not our, winning games either. AJ, um, our teams to, are doing what our teams do. They disappoint yeah, us. I mean, it's just, yeah, that's, you know, we, we have to keep the vibes, you know, good, good on the show because, you know, the, the, our, our teams are just not really helping, you know, that play out. It, they're just not doing it, their job. Nope. Uh, we, we have, uh, we have, we have some news to talk about on today's Friday episode. Uh, next week, we will be here with all the free agent updates, all the March Madness updates, because that's what we're getting into. We got Selection Sunday uh, coming up this weekend, but conference tournaments are going on as we speak, actually. And as we get into this weekend, we're going to crown some champions. Uh, some automatic bids are going to get uh, are, are going to get claimed. So we'll talk about that. Um, some coaches, uh, legendary coaches, uh, either getting let go or retiring. Jim Beheim, um, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Was it 47 years? 47. Coaching? Finally, uh, I, I was called it quits after I was Syracuse. Five. Five it's when he crazy. took that job. That's My whole life, I have known Bayheim in Syracuse. And I went Trust to school, me. I went to college an hour away from Syracuse. So that was the team we we basically watched since our team was right. Division Three, Right. So, I mean, yeah. Bayheim has been in my life forever. I mean, man, 78 years old. It was, it was about time, you know, with, with, Syracuse is already, you know, heading down, you know, probably not the best path in terms of, you know, their, their basketball programs going, you know, go, going, going down there. But yep. uh, we have that to talk about. And then we have to talk about the NFL offseason. Free agency starts next week. Uh, we'll obviously update everyone on moves that happen. Um, I, I feel like we're going to get a lot of movement this weekend, you know, right. A, of course, right after this episode goes out. But we had the tag deadline, which we have to talk about Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, which are the two biggest headlines right now. Um, with Daniel Jones getting a deal, Lamar Jackson uh, did not. Um, and then a lot of cuts, obviously, after, you know, the tags go Some down and free players. agency starts. Yeah, free agency starts, you know, in a couple days, teams are trying to get as much cap space as possible. So we'll talk about all those cuts and some of those players that are, you know, like you said, good players that are mm -hmm. that are now hitting the free agency market and kind of making it a little, a little more spicy there. So, yeah, we have a lot to talk about on today's episode. Let's get into it. Let's run it. Let's 
start today's episode with some college hoops. Let's start it. Uh, we are right at this recording Thursday night. We got some second, third round games going on as we speak. Um, but as we get into Friday, as this goes out, and then Saturday and Sunday in the weekend, we're going to get to those semifinal and final matchups. Um, before we get into that, obviously, we were mentioning in the beginning um, some legendary coaches that um, are, are, are leaving uh, the coaching space. Maybe not one permanently, but Jim, Jim Beheim definitely is leaving permanently. Um, has, he, like you said, weird. 47 did, years. Did you hear his conference? It, it's, I mean, he obviously it's Syracuse that's saying, okay, enough is enough. You need to go. He didn't right. sound like he was done done. What? Wow. Well, who would possibly look at him to be hired? Because you have, really? also have to remember. You don't think you anybody would hire him? I mean, maybe I'm I'm being a little, you know, uh, you know I, I don't even know. 70, what, what is he, 77? 78. 78? Looks good. Ooh. Looks good who for would, 78. Who would hire him? Why? Who would uh, hire dude, him? Uh, I mean, come on. With, I mean, with all the off, off the, you know, court issues and on the court issues with him, you know, getting called out with, you know, with just being a terrible, you know, starting to be like in his old age, terrible coach and not being good with players. And I'm he just, had the incident listen, with the, I, the, the drunk driving. I know. I, I get it all. I just saying I wouldn't put it past somebody for hiring him. Go play golf for the, the rest of your life and enjoy. But there's just hey. no chance he gets another job. The other coach, Patrick Ewing um, of Georgetown, is out after six years. That is not by choice. That is because uh, is Georgetown, stunk. yeah, not uh, didn't exactly bring Georgetown back to uh, no. the promised land. No. So he, he has had a well. rough six years. Yeah, rough. very very rough. Had the crazy tournament run. What was it? Two years ago, uh, three, in the, the big in the or three years Big East tournament. You know that that was insane. But yep. other than that, I mean, nothing it's nothing much bad. there. Um, but to talk about the teams that are doing good and not firing their coaches, um, let's talk about some of these conference tournaments that are going on. Um, I'm sporting the uh, CF basketball here. We're sporting my guys. We won uh, they today. were able to beat SMU in the first round of the American tournament, which, which will continue the rest of the week there. Obviously, Houston, number one team in the entire country. And if they are able to win this tournament, probably at least get to the finals, uh, they'll be the number one seed overall. Uh, when Selection Sunday comes around. And we've yep. talked about this team. We've tried to mention them all year because of us being American you know, conference watchers and really probably watching this. Everyone knows Houston. Everyone knows how good they are. They're the number one team in the country. But who's really watching Houston? You know, as This conference hasn't been very good this year. We've been watching Houston. They're very good. Uh, this is a so team good. that you have to take serious. This is a team that plays East Carolina um, tomorrow in the second round, and they're probably going to win by 30. Easily. Um, and they're going to ease to that final, no matter you know really who they play. I'm I'm still taking them to win that tournament. I don't I don't think there's Me Memphis is the only one that's challenged them this year, other than you know UCF and the games that they've played. But Memphis, Temple beat them. yeah, Temple did beat them. But Memphis, in my opinion, I don't take serious. You know, I I don't take serious. I, I think Memphis is good. I think their team was better last year. I I don't think they're going to. No, their team was definitely better. Their team was definitely better this year, but. I mean, you have to love Kendrick Davis. I mean, he is a baller. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a baller, yeah, he's, he's a baller but he's all they got. DeAndre Williams was really good for Memphis the last two years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when Imani Bates was there and Jalen Duran. With Jalen Duran, they were unstoppable. They they yes. out-rebounded every team. Uh, yep. This year, he hasn't really played the same. And so it's 
in, unless you know Davis is out there dropping forty, which he's done this year. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't give him a chance against Houston. So that's yeah, the. Do, uh, do, do, do you have them beating UCF? You know, I I give I, I give the 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 Knights. You know their credit. I, I think this this seems done. It they beat Memphis this year. They can do it. One of the greatest um, games I've ever seen. I, yeah, a fantastic double overtime. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I I think they can do it if they play a complete game. But you know they've they've been back and forth all that, year really. Th- this is my prediction. The only way they beat Memphis tomorrow is if they shoot fifteen plus threes. Yeah, they're gonna have to spray the three for yep. sure. Um, when we look at the bigger conferences, starting with the Big Twelve, arguably. The best conference in basketball right now, um, looking like they're sending probably you know seven, six, seven teams. Oh yeah, uh, into the tournament right now. But some of those teams at the at the back end are are trying to fight their way in for sure. And Iowa State got a big win against uh, Baylor today. Um, in Huge, the, just the second round there. That's the mm-hmm. third time they beat them this year, which probably solidifies them after Iowa State. You forget was a top fifteen rated team at one point this year. They faded away as conference play came in you know, uh, to account, but they, they get a big win against Baylor, two wins against Baylor in, uh, in just a couple of games. It probably I, gets them in the tournament. I, oh, to- I agree. I, I, I totally think Baylor's overrated. I, I really do. I mean, 10 in country. I, 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 this is not the Baylor team that won it a couple of years ago. This is uh, yeah. uh this is a beatable team for sure. This division is going through Kansas. There's no doubt. Yeah. About it. Even with Bill I, self sick and not going to coach for the tournament. Uh, I still love this Kansas team. Yeah. L- look, honestly, to me, I-, I agree with you. Kansas definitely, th- this runs through them, and I think they're going to win this game, but they play Iowa State next in the third round in the quarters. And in my opinion, I don't necessarily take any other team in the Big 12 that seriously. I think Texas is good. I don't consider them anything great. Kansas State has had their moments. They're undersized as well. And TCU is just a scrappy team. They don't have a mm-hmm. lot of great players, but they're scrappy. Iowa State, I have watched Iowa State this year. And they and, and, and as of late, you know, before their Baylor, their back-to-back Baylor wins, which gets them in the tournament, they were going through a big losing streak. They, were, they weren't playing good. This right. team is some dogs. This is a team full of guys that have been here before. Um, th- this team, you know, Iowa State always finds a way to get in that tournament, and then they always find a way to win a couple games there. And I still think this is this team can do that. So I think Iowa State gives Kansas probably their biggest trouble. I think I, Kansas wins, and I think Kansas gets you know their Big Twelve regular season, and then the Big Twelve conference tournament championship, and they kind of wrap it up, you know, I, all, all together there. I I like Texas way more than you do, right? I I have been a huge Marcus Carr fan for a while. I think the team oh, yeah. is. I I think the team. Uh, so Jabari Rice is a really good player. I, I I like Texas. They run up and down the court. They play really good defense. I think they'll give te- Kansas their biggest test in this tournament. Uh, but Kansas will win the Big 12. Yeah. And when you look at the Big 10, the Big 10 is very, you know, the opposite. It's it's a weaker year this year for the Big 10. Still going to send a lot of teams to the tournament. Purdue, Indiana, Northwestern's locked in there. I, I, you know, Michigan State's probably going to find their way in and Illinois as well. Maryland's sitting there at, at 20 and 11. You know, but there's a lot of unknown past that. You know, Iowa lost today. Um, Ohio State to, to Ohio State. They're terrible. They're terrible. No, but I, but I was done. I was. I, done. I think that loss gets them gets them out of there. Michigan 100%. loses. They're done for yep. sure. Um, Rutgers, you know, has a slight chance now. Um, and and Illinois is in a dogfight with Penn State. And Penn State's not in it either. So, 
you know, th- this Big 12 is, is all these, you know, little games that that maybe no one's paying attention to until the weekend comes. These are teams that that if they lose, like Iowa just did, they're done. Yeah. See, I, I personally don't believe Maryland and Illinois should get in. Uh, that's just my opinion. I, I think, seriously, there should be three teams from the Big Ten. There are so many good teams across the country this year. The fact that the Big Ten gets, is going to get five or six teams, I think, is a tragedy. Tragedy. But because yeah. they're the Big Ten, they're going to get their share. And that's sad. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's kind of the way it goes. Um, I I think Indiana is going to win this this tournament. Again, Purdue, the biggest knock on Purdue, they've been here before. They've had great teams in the past. Mm-hmm. They never win at all. And whether it's the, the Big Ten tournament, whether it's the – NCAA tournament, they never do win. So yeah. I don't anticipate them winning this, even though no. they've been, you know, this this good. I really do like in this Indiana team. Trace Jackson Davis is the guy. He like, uh he's one of my favorite players in the entire he's, NCAA. He's gonna he's gonna get this team to win uh the Big Ten tournament. That's yep. what I have for this and, year. And um, uh I a hundred percent agree with you. Indiana will win the big yeah. ten. Another big conference that's a little weaker this year, the Pac 12. Um, who, you know, if you're staying up late, you're watching. But other than that, not really. Uh, there's three teams in this, you know, USC, Arizona, UCLA, as it usually is. Um, Oregon's there as well, but they they, they don't have a, you know, great, you know, uh, uh, resume for the tournament. <laughs> this um, isn't the Dylan Brooks all, team. With- no. All three of these teams are really good. The USC yeah. with Drew Peterson and Boogie Ellis have one of the best backcourts in all of college basketball. Drew Peterson's an excellent player. And mm-hmm. Boogie Ellis, I still think, hasn't reached that level he can get to. Like, this is a great player, one of the best recruits out of high school. We, you know, we don't really talk about it anymore. And he's had a, he, probably his best season to date in college. So USC's a sneaky team. They don't mm-hmm. have the Mobley Butlers anymore. They don't have that star. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't take them that serious, but they're they're a good team that'll make the tournament. Arizona's the phony, in my opinion. I look at UCLA. This is a team that can win it all. UCLA can win it all this year. You know, when when you have Johnny Ju- or when you have, uh, you know, Jaime Hawkins and Tiger Camp Tiger Campbell and the freshman Amari Bailey, you know, that's a that's a triple, you know, head that can really just score the basketball. They can they can outscore you any night. Arizona, I think, is a fraudulent team. I'm not taking this team serious at all. Um, I know, you know, this year they've beaten UCLA once um, and they've beaten USC. That's why they are sitting there at, you know, second um, in the conference. Mm-hmm. I think in a weaker Pac-12. You know, I, I just I, I just don't love I don't I don't love this team. No, I don't either. At UCLA is so good. So it's a great UCLA is a great and, team. You know, I mean you, I you like did, USC better than Arizona too. I do. Oh, uh, totally. But I you didn't even mention Jalen Clark. Like, I mean UCLA is deep. UCLA yeah, they're stacked. They're stacked. They, 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 you know, they got seven, eight guys that can that can score and that that's a team that I think is going to blow through the pack to back to, uh, ten this weekend. I I think they're going to win handily, handily. Yeah. yeah. And then when you look at the the you know ACC, ACC who you see which you is, talk about last, I like uh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite because there's four teams that could win this weekend. There really are. Yeah. This conference has been ugly this year. I mean, when you look at everyone wrote Duke off. And how they're are, they're ranked, and they just beat Pitt by thirty this year Dude. in the fir- in the third round of the tournament. So the, the young guys are coming together. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of just, just a shocker there that 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 Duke has really just picked it up in such a short time, oh. and now they're looking like a team that can you know actually do something. 
Well, I mean, terms of, did, did you did you see any of that game, man? Filipowski and Lively, yeah. man, they were unstoppable, unstoppable. Right. I mean, they were just this team is go, is going to be a very hard out. Very. Yeah. I don't take Virginia serious. I, I never either. do. It, it's no. a defensive system. Defense only takes you so far. Um, they're gonna you know make the tournament. They're gonna probably make the you know Sweet Sixteen. I don't anticipate them beating any other teams outside of that. Uh, but they're this gonna, is Miami. They're Duke. gonna they're gonna this end is, North Carolina's run tonight. Yeah, probably. But my, Miami Duke plays in the in the the quarters on uh, today on Friday, and yeah. I think the winner of this is going to win it all. And I think it's going to be Miami. I think this Miami team is for real this year. I think you know Isaiah Wong is trying to take that next level to be a lottery pick in mm-hmm. the draft. Um, and when you combine him with with Jordan Miller, who's also a great shooter, um, and, and you know Nigel Pack, uh, and 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 Norchard Omiar, you know this is a a starting lineup that all scores over 13 points. This yeah. team is one of the, if not the best offense and sh- and and scoring offense in all of college basketball. And when you have that, you're gonna outscore a lot of teams. Jo- so Jordan Miller, the, uh, Jordan Miller, let me serious, is the most underrated person in the country. He is be, yeah. a phenomenal basketball player. No, this team is very dangerous. They have a great coach. I love Larry Anga, whatever his name is. But uh, Miami, the problem with Miami is that they have to they have to outscore you. They're not the best right. defensive team around. No, they're not, and yeah. they they rely on scoring. You know, nonetheless, like they yeah. they are relying on outscoring you. That they're, they're yes. going to play a lot of 90, 80 games. You know, yes. especially in this tournament. A hundred percent. They will outscore you. I. I, I think Duke is peaking at the right time, and I think Duke is going to win the ACC. And Duke isn't really known for winning the ACC tournament. No, but I think this they year are... they need to. Like, they need yeah. momentum. They, they were so and, bad for so long. Right, and you make a great point. The only thing that anyone cares about at March Madness isn't what you did in the non-conference. It's not even did what you did in the conference play. Are you heating up at the right time? It's March now. Are you, are you, you know, you kind of were, were took a driver's seats back, you know, weren't ranked the entire year. And now you're going to win your tournament, head into the conference or head into the actual, you know, March Madness tournament with all this, you know, uh, uh, momentum. Yeah. That's all it really matters. You know, oh, I talk agree. about March Madness there. So, uh, you know, the big East, I, I think you also have to include when you talk about uh, the, you know, the, the top conferences in that we're going to preview for this weekend. Marquette, man, this Marquette. is a sneaky team. Marquette's six in the nation. I'm yep. going to act like I watch a lot of Marquette basketball and and Big East basketball, nonetheless. But you know, Cam Jones, man, is a is an absolute scorer. I mean, this mm-hmm. this guy can do it all. He is, you know, he is really leading this Marquette team um, along with a really ex- just an experienced starting lineup um, to a six ranked team mm-hmm. in the nation in a bit in a Big East that's really solid this year. It's going to send four or five teams to the tournament. Um, to a 25 and six record. That's it's impressive. I'm going to say this now, and I will repeat it on Monday's episode. The big East will be a major disappointment in this tournament. Ooh. I was watching and you're including Marquette. I'm including Marquette. I'm including Creighton. I'm including DePaul, Xavier. I don't care. This is going to be whoever gets in. I Maybe one will make the sweet 16. Hmm. Again, we'll see what the, I, what the matchups are. First. I agree with you, excluding Marquette. I what what I say about the Big East every year, and it's why they are good schools, but they never make insane runs in the in the tournament. They 
beat each other up during the regular season. Every year, they just beat each other up. They're always intense games down to the wire every time they play each other. And every time they play each other, someone beats someone beats the other team. This yeah. isn't, you know, you see, you have four teams, five teams with twenty over twenty wins. Like Marquette didn't run away with with the Big East. They had nope. a really impressive season. I think Xavier down. You know, UConn had a really good, great start. Was number one early in the year. They, UConn, they, have, they UConn are has not one for real. UConn has one player, Jordan Hawkins. That's it. Yeah. The rest of that team is yeah. terrible. I, Marquette. I, I, I think UConn, from, UConn's a fraud. I would exclude from what you're saying about Marquette. I think Marquette huh? is actually the real deal. Well, good. They'll I be the one are... team that gets the Sweet 16 out of the Big East. Yeah, I think they do. All right, that is this weekend for conference tournaments. Sunday selection show will come back on Tuesday's episode, um, and we will talk about the bracket that we'll have for March Madness officially. Can't so. wait. Let's, Let's transition now into the NFL offseason, which is going to be a huge focus of next week's episodes as we get into the – free agency period that starts next week which we are all anticipating but we had the last of the tags that we didn't get to from uh from from the beginning week's episode we had obviously the two biggest Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones um with Daniel Jones you know tying in Saquon Barkley um to that equation and that's what I want to you know talk about today because this has been you know this is this is a little weird in terms of what I'm seeing the reaction on social media, on you know ESPN, and, and all this talk, because both these moves were expected. They were pretty much expected. They expected Daniel Jones to get paid, and they expected Lamar Jackson to not get paid. And there is major, you know, outlash and major reactions that this is just an absolute shocker. And I'm confused because this was expected. First of all, we talked we talked about it on the last episode that Daniel I said Daniel Jones will get paid. And he got paid. Right? There was there yeah. was no doubt in my mind, right, that they wanted to 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 use the tag on Saquon and try to figure out if they right. could work out and they probably work out a deal with Saquon too, you know? But Daniel Jones coming in with the same basic contract that Dak Prescott has makes sense. He's, yeah, he's, a, he's well, an above-average quarterback in a system that they like the way that he plays. So why not pay him? Where are you going? Who are you getting? Marcus Mariota? J- Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, obviously they were going to pay Daniel Jones. It makes sense because timing is everything in the NFL. Oh, is it? Timing is everything. Daniel Jones was not considered a bust, but he was a considered an average, you know, made mistake, too many mistakes, but had had good potential. And then finally had a breakout year where he limited the mistakes and he became better as a player and led a Giants team that wasn't very good nope. to the playoffs. And, and a when win. someone does right, and, and a, a win, win on the road. Right. When someone does that and shows you incredible growth like that, you're going to bank on them and you're going to pay them. And the going rate for a quarterback <laughs> of his caliber was around what he got. And he got a yeah. fair deal. Absolutely. And two so things. I like two things. From the Gi- so I, I like that from the Giants. Yep. I like them paying him, and I and I like them committing to a quarterback because they have not had one since Eli Manning right. in his prime. So they well, had to the, do it. The two things are number one, his big move, like from last year to this year, in terms of the growth, they invested in the offensive line. Right. Yeah. That offensive line two years ago was one of the worst in the NFL. It dramatically improved this year, which kept him more upright, gave him opportunities to run in in certain lanes, and he used his feet more, all right? Number two is he still 
has not had decent wide receivers, healthy wide receivers to throw well, to. Could you imagine and, if this guy had three decent wide receivers? Could you imagine if the Jets wide receivers were the Giants wide receivers? Right. He might, have th- he might have thrown 40 touchdowns. It's, it's definitely possible. And it's a, they, they just released the guy that they paid 80 million, you know, mm-hmm. a couple off seasons ago and Kenny Galladay. So they what have not done that, anything. They, they fixed the offensive line. Now go get weapons. And let's see Daniel Jones play even better next year. I don't want to see it. That's no, I don't either. I but want to see it, but, but I'm expecting you know, it. I think you're, Right, I think I think you can expect that. Now we'll come back to Saquon Barkley, but yep. there has been a lot of ties, which I think is, like, and I want to discuss this because I I think it is shows how ridiculous some of these arguments and these takes are, and some of these you know uh, you know just just you know what you see on social media and the debates that you have, and how Lamar Jackson and his situation gets tied into the Daniel Jones and and the you know the outlash is how does Lamar not get paid and Daniel Jones gets paid. How does Lamar, you know, if he plays so, on this tag, playing for less than than Daniel Jones? The two situations have nothing to do with each other. And absolutely nothing. They are a shitload more money than the other one. And that's and that's the thing is is Daniel people are looking at Daniel Jones getting 40 million and they're going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, you, you can say 40 million this, 40 million that. That's 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 what a player of Daniel Jones caliber and what he just showed is gonna get. And he got mm-hmm. paid his fair amount. Mar Jackson's asking for more, and he's and guess what? He's going to get more. Now, is he yeah. going to get more tomorrow? Is he going to get more in a week? Probably not. But he is eventually going to get more. Can, and, can, I, you can know, I give it, you my my Lamar take? I, I really, it's been eating me up for three days. Okay, and now that I have a platform, I need to say it. The sure. one thing I can't stand is this crazy notion that everybody's putting out there that the owners are colluding to make sure Lamar doesn't get his money. Do you know what? And that's what I'm trying to get, to get across okay. is these well, are these are false narratives that aren't that aren't real. But you know what is real? No owner wants to replicate the disaster that the Cleveland Browns did with Deshaun Watson. So if you want to call Lamar the 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 spokes or the the the, the role model, the spokes model, whatever you want to call it, of the reason that this they don't want to repeat it, Deshaun Watson's. $230 million guaranteed contract is a disaster. It's a yeah. disaster. And it will and not be are. repeated by any owner. And that is why the Falcons are out. The Jets are out. Carolina's out. And they're all sitting there thinking that the owners are sitting around going, don't anybody pay Lamar. No. Don't anybody pay $230 million guaranteed to a quarterback right. ever. What happened? Deshaun Watson, you know, it's it's insane to talk about because of the situation he was in and the fact that he got that contract. I think I think that's why it's so insane. It'd be yeah. insane no matter no, no matter what his situation was to get a fully guaranteed contract in a sport that that has never seen that. The but only in the situation he ever, was in, AJ, the only person it completely ever ruined. That. It completely did. ruined the market. The only person who has ever should have ever been granted anything of that type of contract is Patrick Mahomes. And he didn't even right. get that. So th- let's let's regroup to back what we were saying. So I, okay. I just want to get behind the fact that Lam- the Lamar Jackson situation of a quarterback who hasn't won the MVP in three years. Like, he's an MVP he hasn't won in three years. Mm-hmm. He's hasn't finished a season since in three years. The MVP. In, mm-hmm. since since the MVP and this past season couldn't come back from what we thought was a you know a little MCL spring 
It wasn't a little MC. This was a this was a knee injury where, that he could not return to to play. And in a playoff game where they needed him, and they probably you know or, or, or could he return him. and he didn't want to because he wanted to save himself. And we'll look, and we'll never know. But the, what 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 it comes down to the fact is these are different situations. Daniel Jones hasn't really had a major injury in his career. Daniel Jones is coming off his best season of his career, not three years removed from it. So I don't agree with the narratives that these situations have anything to do with each other because Daniel Jones is getting paid because of the timing, because he just came off that year and he got his money there. Okay. And also he wants to return to that same team. Sure. Lamar Jackson has not expressed any interest to return to the Ravens. Let me make this not expressed any interest. Let me make this easy. Okay. If Lamar Jackson was offered $45 million a year for five years, and they guaranteed the first three years of it. So he got $140 million guaranteed on a five-year, $45 million, so that's $200-something million deal, right? We'd all be like, that, that, that makes sense. That's a, mm-hmm. great, that's a great deal. Like, get $140 million guaranteed, have a five-year potential $200-something million deal. But this mother, God knows what, is so damn greedy. I mean, for him to think that he deserves 240, 250, I've heard even reports he wants 280 million guaranteed. Well, here's the hell. Well, well, here's the thing is I don't love to jump to that conclusion because you never know what's real or not. Unless, unless Lamar, and considering he doesn't have an agent, unless Lamar comes out and says, this is what I'm asking for and I'm not getting it. The reports of this and that, because you have to remember, Daniel Jones, the reports was he was asking for 45 and 48 million. And you don't know if that's true. So, but, but there is truth to the, there's obviously a, a misinterpretation of what Lamar Jackson's monetary value is because they are so far apart they on a deal. They made and him an offer. has interest. AJ, they made him an offer. He turned down 130 million of guaranteed money. He turned yep. it down. He wants yep. 250 million guaranteed. Who is paying that? Now, now here's now here is the future question. Is in my opinion, up until this happens and you get the report that all these teams are out, my opinion was, well, if the if if the Ravens won't pay him, someone's gonna pay him. I don't know that that is true anymore because of all these reports that now all these teams that are would love Lamar Jackson are out. I'm not sure that's true, but there's another there's another layer on top of that. He got the exclu- the, the non exclusive tag. So for somebody to get him, not only can the Ravens match any offer, which the Ravens, as much as Lamar may not want to turn the Ravens, I'm sure the Ravens still want Lamar Jackson. Sure, of course maybe they not, do. Maybe not at maybe not at what he wants to play at it with the fully guaranteed content, but they would like right. him back. Not only do, can it, can they match any deal, but if they don't decide to match, you have to give them two first round picks. So you got to trade two first round picks and pay him an absurd contract. I'm just why not sure think, that any team is going to do Why do you think everybody's out? I mean, so well, it, 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 first of all, you have. So a how mo- does this get resolved? Okay, is, is, is kind of what we're <laughs> what, what is is interesting about this 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 debate? He is going to have to play on the tag, or he has going to come down to earth and realize that I am a quarterback that still has hopefully a couple of good years. I am a running quarterback, so I am definitely putting myself in a position where I could continuously get hurt, right? Running quarterbacks typically have shorter lifespans than the ones who sit in the pocket all day, 
So he has to come down to reality. Like, mm-hmm. and again, the Ravens are willing to negotiate a reasonable contract that allows them to pay him a decent amount of money, more than probably what, except for maybe five quarterbacks, four quarterbacks. And I think that that's fine. But if he is yeah. going to keep his nose up in the air, that needing to be the highest paid quarterback and reset the market, he is going to have to play on the tag or sit out and make nothing. So that's so that's the other thing is, as you were pointing on earlier when we we're talking about his injury this past year, and that it, was it he couldn't come back or he wouldn't come back. Uh, my my gut says going, he didn't want to, and we're going to find that out if he he actually does go through and sits out and doesn't play on this tag. And I think they would come a little more clear that he doesn't he, want to play. Is it? I I just cannot believe he's in a position to turn down thirty two million dollars or whatever the tag is. You know, the bottom line is Lamar Jackson's not going to play for thirty two million dollars a year. It's he. Well, first of all, there's no way he will, and there's no way he should. Okay. He should not play for thirty two million. Lamar yes. Jackson. There, there's no argument the fact that he shouldn't be getting paid more than. Daniel Jones is getting paid, or but, he shouldn't be getting a contract to get paid as a top quarterback. However, there's circumstances in which he is under right now with his contract situation and the tag and his injuries. It's it's just kind of a different situation. It's complicated. It's not just, look, does he deserve it or not? Hold on a minute. Lamar bet on himself, right? Mm-hmm. Did he not last year? Didn't want to resign. He, did. he didn't want to come up with a con. He didn't want to agree on a contract, and he bet on himself. And candidly, he lost, right? As good a player he is, right? The injuries, the concerns, and the gross over-exaggeration of what he needs is causing him to turn teams off. So when you don't set a market for yourself of people who are coming after you, who are going to continuously outbid each other to eventually get you to a number that you're really excited about, you have screwed yourself. And so he is going to be a situation that he is going to have to either play on the tag or come to a reasonable number with Baltimore, who does, like you said, want to keep him, but want to keep him and continue to build a team that could possibly compete in a very, very tough AFC. Yeah, and and I think that that that, that has to happen eventually, right? Because because I I like I said, I didn't think it I didn't think it would happen. I I. I I said all along Lamar Jackson would be on a different team. I didn't think they'd reach a deal. I thought this would happen all along, whatever. But it is, it is, it was incredibly surprising to me. And now maybe not so surprising. It's just a reality that all these teams are not interested and they are not going to give up the millions of dollars it's going to take. And they're certainly not going to give up two first round picks nope. to get him as well. So nope. it's, it's either Ravens or it's sit a year and wait till you actually hit free agency, There's which no I don't chance. think he does either. There's no chance. So, Le'Veon Bell is the only one that's ever done it, and it killed his career. Right. So it's a it's it's a crazy uh, you know situation that he has to deal with now. But the main thing I want to we can move on. But the main thing I wanted to get across was I am sick and tired of these narratives that are just going around that ESPN loves to push around and all this, and you know the the (laughs) the fact of you know Daniel Jones gets paid and and Lamar Jackson doesn't and. You know, pulling the the race card and all that. And well, did you? I mean, not, not, just, not to completely go in a different direction, but did you see JJ Reddick just yeah, completely turn was, Kendrick Perkins around? It was, it was awesome. A lot of respect for for a guy that you know. I I will voice my opinion. Kendrick Perkins belongs nowhere on television, taught and analyzing sports or basketball. 
No. Kendrick Perkins it's is always was, the race was card. A, was well, no, 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 not only that. Kendrick Perkins was not great as an NBA player. Yep. He was he was a starting center that played defense and whatever. But he is a he is one of the worst analysts I've ever seen on sports television or, or ESPN. Yep. And ESPN should honestly be ashamed that they have him on TV and on First Take, which is a historically famous show. Right. And I love watching that show because I have a lot of respect for Stephen A. Even though he's crazy at times, but yep. Stephen A. A. likes to keep it real. Yep. Kendrick Perkins just with ridiculous they, takes on that. They but need whatever. to get rid of I, him. I just, keep keep I, I Keyshawn to, and, and Michael Irvin. I want to educate people that this situation has nothing to do with what you're seeing online with any of that. These are two entirely different business situations with two guys that are good players in the league. I think it's true that Lamar Jackson's better than Daniel Jones. No one's arguing that. But there is there is a business to this, and they're in two entirely different situations. Okay, you can wrap it up with this. He's better than Daniel Jones. He's not $150 million better than Jones. Right. So moving on from that, you have Saquon Barkley, who gets tagged after the Daniel Jones uh, contract for the Giants, something that they were you know, planning on doing all along. Um, it'll be interesting, though, if he plays on that tag or they'll have you know, time to get a deal with him this that summer. Any, I, I bet any amount like, of money that deal will be done before the summer. I, I agree with you. Like th- This is... This is a guy that wants to play for the Giants, and the yeah. Giants fans love him. This is something that's going to get wrapped up. Four eventually. years, thirteen and million. I, it'll be done. And I think with getting Daniel Jones on that deal, we'll we'll get them to get you know them 100%. together for a long time. So, not, I, not I even a question that. that that will be done. And then we will uh, we'll end it on some of these cuts that happened. Obviously, with free agency coming up in just a couple of days, teams are freeing up as much cap as possible. So we'll go down the list on some of these uh, cut candidates, and then potentially even bigger cut slash trade mm-hmm. candidates that haven't happened yet, but couldn't you know, over this weekend, we're going to see something happen. Maybe a big move or two. Uh, we have the one and only chosen Anderson, Dude, for, formerly known as Robbie Anderson. This guy uh, needs to get out of the Anderson. league, put him in the <laughs> XFL. It's enough. <laughs> this guy is a nightmare. nightmare. Chosen Anderson released chosen. by the Cardinals. Chosen. Uh, Marcus Mariota a released from the Falcons. He's done uh, too. He needs to go to the yeah, XFL Shaquille, also. Shaquille Griffin, mm, um, our UCF boy, was paid a lot and a lot. You know, a couple years ago, um, we'll find another the, home. Uh, the Seahawks. He gets released now by the Jags. Uh, Byron Jones, who we talked a little bit of a while ago that he was going to retire. I don't think. I think he backtracked think he, on that a little. He's still going to, but retire. he did get released. He can't walk. Yeah, he's he's banged up. Done. What a shame. That guy was, oh, you was know, good. a stud for, yep. the, for the Cowboys. Uh, Kenny Galladay, we just talked about for the Giants, gets released. What in the world will happen to him? Does a team even take a chance? You know, <laughs> I'm I'm going to make it. I will make it known so, right now. Yeah, he will be on. He will be signed, and he'll be on an NFL roster to start next year. I don't know who. I don't even know if I can make a guess. Maybe it's the Bears. I, I was but just going to say the same thing. It's going <laughs> it to be the Bears. Sounds like something they do because the Bears. People forget when that free agency uh, bidding war went down. It was the Bears and it was the Giants. Yep. And I believe the Bears even offered more than the Giants, but he went to the Giants anyway. I think that's is, right. Is so anybody, anybody going to pay him more than three, four million a year? No shot. There's no, no way. No There's shot. no way. Uh, then you have Leonard Fournette, along with some other guys on the Bucks that Donovan they had to let go. Smith, Cameron Brady. Yeah. The the thing with the Bucks is they're uh, they're getting older and they're they're losing cap at the same time, which is obviously a recipe for disaster. 
and their older guys are getting paid a lot. So they're getting, you know, cap off the books, but they're losing their veteran guys. So this Bucks yep. team, it's hard to tell if it's going full rebuild, if it's going mini rebuild, if it's just going to be mediocre for a little. That division's not entirely that good. So it's a little, I'm, you know, we're I'm not happy sure to see exactly. The decline. We're not exactly sure what they're going to do at the quarterback position. Is Kyle Trask, are they going to give him a chance? Uh, yeah, they I are. Even, I don't even That's know if they That's what they're they saying. They're going to give him a chance. So, uh, this team is probably going to go into a little bit of a rebuild mode after Brady leaves there. Carson Wentz, Bye-bye. my favorite, my guy, your gets guy. released. Yeah. Um, I, I hope. Please, NFL, the 32 teams, if you're listening, don't sign him. Send him <laughs> off to – and, and the, whatever, the eight teams in the XFL, don't sign yeah. him either. Let, right. him, let him go. Maybe the USFL. They it's start. Over. They start in April. It's over. Um, and then on the Vikings, this is not a confirmed cut, but Zadarius Smith. There was a report that he asked out to be released from the Vikings. They said they don't plan on releasing him, but he posted like a tribute, like a thank you Minnesota today, and and said that he asked for his release. So I don't know how that's going to work well, out because you have also Adam Thielen. That's another one in the rumors that he's going to get released as well. So. Yeah, Minnesota could lose two guys. Let me let me ask you a question, right? From just from a Dallas perspective, who desperately need a third wide receiver, right? Yeah, I'm going to give you five names. You tell me which one that you, as the GM, would ask for. Adam Thielen, trade for uh, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Robert Woods, or uh, OBJ. Look, I'm 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 gonna take cost into everything, so I'm not just gonna jump mm-hmm. on oh DeAndre Hopkins because that wouldn't be you know exactly reasonable. I, you know, like I'm gonna answer DeAndre Hopkins just because it's DeAndre Hopkins, and when, if you put DeAndre Hopkins next to Ceedee Lamb in a year that Dak Prescott needs every all the help he can get and needs to prove that he can be the you know franchise quarterback even longer than this contract, I think you make the move for it. Now it's gonna cost you. Maybe not in draft capital, but it's going to cost you know money. This is a, one of the top paid wide receivers. You already have to pay C.D. Lamb. Micah Parsons yeah. is coming up. You don't have a lot of cap. So if if a dream scenario like that didn't occur, Thielen's a nice one. If he gets released, you know you're not you're not gonna have to pay him that much. It'll be a, a one year deal. You know, yeah. much it reminds me a lot like the Randall Cobb situation a couple years back. Mm-hmm. He goes in there. He can play outside. He can play in the you know slot a little bit. Like Thielen's a really nice. You know, especially a third option. This guy's a is, this guy is still a second option in the league, and he could be yep. your third kind of two A two B if if Michael Gallup can ever you know get back to what he was. Yeah, I would like that as kind of that low budget option. Robert Woods, uh, that he's on the other side. I, yeah. I still think Thielen has a couple you know years to go, and maybe yeah. chosen Anderson. Maybe no, never, never, <laughs> never. And uh, and then then the you know. The last kind of weird situation that's going on is uh, it, it, there, there's two running backs. We'll start with the weird situation. Uh, Joe Mixon is kind of in more trouble. He's not, he's not in trouble. There was a report that came out originally that he shot a kid. That is false, or right now appears to be false. There were shots from his house. A kid did get shot, not life-threatening, but it, apparently his sister is under investigation now, so maybe it's not entirely him. Anyway, no matter the league, the legal trouble, Joe Mixon's cap is starting to create a little bit of an issue, especially with Burrow coming up and Jamar and uh, uh, T. Higgins over there. Joe yep. Mixon's starting to become the oddball out. He could definitely be cut um, very soon. It's crazy. It's possible. So, I mean, uh, we, we could see Joe Mixon on another team. 
And the a, uh, a year ago, you would have said that was never going to happen. I know it's 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 wild. And I mean, what's even crazier? There are. I think this is less likely. A Derrick Henry being they want shopped to trade around. Him. Can't really cut him with his deal. You know, it's not like a Joe Mixon scenario, but being shopped around to possibly traded as as this Tennessee Titans team is ready to absolutely blow this up and is is looking like an early 2023 candidate for worst record in the league. You know, I we Tannehill might be gone as well, but Derrick Henry could be on the where, move. Where and is I'm Derrick sorry, Henry but going? Where's he going? I can't help but look at the odds. And the odds on favorite to possibly land him would be the Philadelphia Eagles. I would lose my mind. That team would be unstoppable. But, I listen, if if he's on the Eagles, Howie Rosen should be put on the Mount Rushmore of GMs. They're so over the cap. They're talking about yep. dropping they're, they're talking about not resigning CJ Gardner Johnson, Javon Hargrove, uh James Bradbury, Miles Sanders, he gets rid of all those people and still works a deal to get Derrick Henry. I don't know how he does it, man. It's it's pretty wild. I mean, it's I, I I don't know how likely this is, but it's it's one of those rumors that's generating a little bit of of hype as we come up on free agency. But behind that offensive line in that running scheme, I just wrap it up, man. I, I don't know. I don't know how you stop that. So yeah, I don't know where else. Well, he could go. Uh, I'm telling you, this weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. Um, I'll actually be in the great state of New Jersey, New York slash New York. But yep, you know I don't really want to say I'm in New Jersey. That's not very flashy. So I'm be in New York. Fair. Um, but you, you're gonna catch uh, a ranger I game. Have catch a ranger game. Nice. Uh, it, it'll be fun. Spring break trip. But I have a feeling we are going to see two moves. Whether it's a crazy cut like Joe Mixon or a trade like Hopkins or Stefan Diggs. We're going to see about, two of them we, we did, and this we, we, weekend before we made it, we made it through the whole the whole uh, podcast without even saying that the Aaron Rodgers trade to the Jets is probably imminent. Is is that the report? Yeah, it's getting that close. It is. It's happening. It's getting. Know, I haven't close. been looking. I've been. I was locked into the the conversation it's, series. So I didn't really. Uh, it's, see that. It, yeah. It, it. Yeah. It's. It's. It's, it's going to happen. Probably it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. Hey, I love it. He's gone. He's out of the yeah. NFC. I'd love it, but I'm. I will not celebrate until uh, until that actually happens. So, and have been here before. Remember that. And yeah, true. And just before we wrap everything up, holla effing Luya. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane has scored, has a, scored goal. a goal for the New York oh, Rangers. Oh, let's go on Thank the power play. <laughs> we just win this game, man. This is ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, we'll be back next week. See you then.